Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Wednesday, November 24th. Coming up on the show today, Nashville SC gets a win in the first round of the MLS Cup playoffs. The Nashville Predators are back on the ice on Wednesday night at home, trying to keep their winning streak alive. The Tennessee Volunteers open up as a massive favorite over Vanderbilt. But we begin with the college football playoff rankings changes and what it means for Alabama. The Kingston Group, of course, who brings you this show, would like to say happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Enjoy some time with your family and friends. And, you know, if you're at a Thanksgiving dinner and you're looking around your house going, man, I think we could use some more space for a bigger Thanksgiving party, the Kingston Group are the people to call. BuildKG.com is the website. Just remember the name, the Kingston Group, before you do anything big on your home. Before we get into any content here on the show about Nashville sports, I do want to give you guys a quick reminder about all the other shows from the 440 Sports Network. They will be up on Wednesday. You'll have Club and Country reacting to the Nashville SC playoff match. You've got Fringe Element covering the Dan Mullen firing for all things SEC football with Stephen Godfrey, Aaron Dugan, and myself. We've got the Gold Standard podcast with Adam Bingen talking Nashville Predators. That one is up on Wednesday. And Lamestream Sports featuring Alan Bell of Sportsline and one year's worth of data as it pertains to gambling in the state of Tennessee. So you don't want to miss any of those great shows from the 440 Sports Network. All of them out on Wednesday for your holiday travel. And we will have one special Titans preview episode of the 440 on Friday morning. The college football playoff rankings came out on Tuesday, and Alabama did actually drop a spot from number two to number three as Ohio State moved up two spots due to their dominant win over Michigan State. Does it actually mean anything? Maybe. Maybe not. Cincinnati is number four, the first group of five team to be ranked in the top four, with Michigan, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State at number five, six, and seven. Of course, Georgia's number one, Alabama's number three. The key is, can Alabama still get into the playoff with a win over Auburn and a close loss to Georgia in the SEC title game? And dropping from two to three certainly doesn't help that case, even if beating a ranked Arkansas team is actually not all that bad. So what is going to happen around Bama is absolutely critical. Michigan will face Ohio State, and so one of them will drop out of the race this weekend. And Notre Dame, well, I just don't see a path for them as their loss came to Cincinnati, and the Bearcats' strength of schedule might actually get better over the next two weeks with games against 7-4 and four East Carolina this weekend and number 24 in the AAC title game next weekend. Oklahoma State will play number 10 Oklahoma this weekend and either play them again in the Big 12 championship game or rematch with number 8 Baylor. Either way, Oak State would have two more massive top 10 wins to impress the committee with. Or, I guess Oklahoma, should they win this weekend, would have two more big wins themselves. Or, I guess Baylor could spoil the entire party and eliminate the Big 12 altogether should they win the Big 12 championship as a two-loss team. The point is, the four slots seem fairly set. Georgia has one of those, barring a complete meltdown against Georgia Tech, which is not going to happen. The Big Ten champion has the other spot, as long as that champion is not Wisconsin or Iowa from the West. Cincinnati will likely get one as well, unless they lose, which again is very unlikely. And that leaves one slot for either two-loss Alabama, a second Big Ten team, or a one-loss Big 12 champion. I suppose Notre Dame would be in this conversation as well, but I just simply don't see the value of their resume. With lots of chaos left on the schedule and a monstrous weekend of rivalry games on tap, my advice is to 
not worry about the rankings just yet and enjoy the drama that is about to unfold. It is what makes this sport so stinking great in the first place. And that goes for everybody. Alabama fans, Big 12 fans, Oklahoma fans, Ohio State fans, Michigan fans, Notre Dame fans, Cincinnati fans, Group of Five fans, and especially fans of chaos. What an awesome night of soccer in Music City. Nashville SC advanced to the second round of the MLS Cup playoffs with a come-from-behind 3-1 win over Orlando City on Tuesday night in front of 26,000 fans at Nissan Stadium. After conceding a surprisingly easy set-piece header from Daryl DK in the 14th minute, MLS MVP finalist candidate Hani Mukhtar did what MVP candidates do, make things happen. By way of a lucky bounce or fortuitous deflection, however you want to call it, however you want to define it, he tied the game up almost single-handedly just a few minutes later in the 21st minute. Then driving with the ball in a two-on-four situation into the box in the 74th minute, he crossed up the entire O-City defense and keeper by sliding his second goal of the night back post to give Nashville the lead for good. The boys in gold then buckled down for the final 15 minutes, allowing few chances, and eventually Yonder Cadiz, who came on for CJ Sapong late in the match, found a through ball and pounded home the nail in the O-City coffin in the 94th stoppage minute. Hani Mukhtar scored two goals in the most important match of the entire season to not only bring his team back from the brink, but to also give his team the lead in a playoff match. And I'm honestly not sure what else any voter would ever need to see than Tuesday night's match to understand how valuable he is to this team. Without Mukhtar, Nashville SC might be done for the year, but with him, they are surging into the next round of the playoffs. I don't know how else to define an MVP candidate. It was a very crisp, wonderful evening at Nissan Stadium. Perhaps the last the team will ever play in that building. And if it was, then it was one to remember. The crowd was boisterous as family and friends celebrated playoff soccer in Music City the only way Nashville knows how, with one hell of a party. Nashville allowed Orlando to control much of the possession in the first 20 minutes or so before taking control of the match and dominating for the better part of the final 70. Now SC will head to Philadelphia for an Eastern Conference semifinal match with the two-seeded Union on Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Central Time. Nashville SC is one win away from the Eastern Conference Finals and two wins away from the MLS Cup Final. Stranger things have happened, folks. There is one quick note about the Tennessee Vanderbilt game that I thought was interesting, and that is, as a 31-point underdog, the Vanderbilt Commodores are a larger underdog than South Alabama was to Tennessee last week. Tennessee, I believe, closed at about a 27, 27.5-point favorite over the Jaguars. They scored 60 points and covered that spread almost in the first half. Vanderbilt is a larger underdog at 31 points right now as of recording. Now, South Alabama, Cade Womack, those guys have done a good job with that Jaguars program in the Sun Belt. But this does not speak all that highly of Clark Lee and the Vanderbilt Commodores. And we all know that they were building from the beginning and from the bottom and They had a whole lot of work to do to try to deconstruct and rebuild that program. But 31-point underdog against a Tennessee team that's 6-5, and that doesn't speak very highly of where that Vanderbilt Commodore football team is right now. So just thought I'd throw that out there. We'll have a college football weekend preview and some Titan stuff on Friday morning, so make sure you check that out. Otherwise, 31-point underdog. More than South Alabama? Wow. 
The Nashville Predators are back on the ice, putting their four-game home winning streak on the line against the Golden Knights of Las Vegas, 7 p.m. on Wednesday evening. And we talked a little bit about this on the Gold Standard Podcast, out already, of course, this week on Wednesday. Make sure you check that out everywhere podcasts are found. And that is the idea that everything sort of has to go right for this team to make the playoffs. The margins for error are very small. And one of the things that has to go right, along with the big stars scoring, which is happening right now, the goaltending being excellent, which is largely happening right now, the power play being good, which is also happening right now, they need to be good at home. Bridgestone Arena has to return to form Adam Bingen talked a lot about it on the podcast this week, but they were acquiring 70% of their points at home every single chance they got for a big stretch of time there during the cup run and the President's Trophy. Bridgestone Arena, Smashville, the Stone, it was an intimidating place to play, and and some of this was the pandemic and the rules and the things that have kind of hurt this fan base coming back into the building, but that's starting to change. They've won four straight games at home. Can they continue it? That is a critical piece of this team finding success this season. To make the playoffs, everything sort of has to go right for this Predators team. And one of those things has to be that they are very good at Bridgestone Arena. So keep an eye on that as they host the Vegas Knights on Wednesday evening. They turn around and host the New Jersey Devils on Friday and then have a three-game homestand next week. So can they stack some points with all these games at home? Six out of seven, critical to watch for your Nashville Predators. And again, check out the Gold Standard Podcast out everywhere podcasts are found. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. They are award-winning for a reason. Their process has been successful over 10 years for a reason. And of course, my family uses them for a reason. BuildKG.com is the website. Check it out. Give them a call. Just have a conversation. The Kingston Group. Thank you guys all for listening. We will have a Friday morning show that will preview all the college and pro football this weekend. No show on Thanksgiving, so have a wonderful holiday. Spend some time with your family. Get all fat and happy. Have a cocktail. All that good stuff. You'll get a football preview pod on Friday morning. Thank you guys all for listening and subscribing and rating and reviewing. We really, really appreciate it. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. This has been the 444 Wednesday, November 24th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.